this morning. Um, I, um, this past Wednesday, the Lord gave me a teaching, um, and it, it blessed so many people, but it blessed me so much that, um, I just felt led to teach it again today, preach it again today. Um, because I understand that it's something that we all deal with, but some deal with it more than others. And it is hindering you. It is hindering you from doing what God has, you know, sent you here to do. Is hindering you from walking in the abundance that Jesus died for you to have. Um, and I just believe that I'm supposed to share it again today because someone did not um, hear it Wednesday night and they need to hear it today. And so the question that um, I ask you um, is in regards to being insecure because, um, again, we all deal with that in some areas of our lives. So I'm just going to, you know, ask you a question, but I'm going to first of all tell you how it started. I was reading a book uh, by Pastor um, Angela Highsmith Armstrong, and it's called Invisible Scars. And that book really got me to thinking about a lot of things, you know, um, because there are times whenever you believe or think you have arrived from something or um, you feel like you don't have an issue in that area um, anymore. And then the Lord will come along and gently remind you or gently bring to your uh, your understanding that you still have some issues there. And so as I was reading this, this book of hers, it's called Invisible Scars. Um, and so I, I highly recommend it. It's a very good read. It's an easy read. It's a short read. So it won't take you that long to read it, but it will cause you to really dig. It will cause you to really look at, um, you know, just yourself. And, you know, of course we're going to the word because you, you can't, you can't do nothing without going to the word and, and, and lining things up and measuring things up against the word of God. But the question is, are you dealing with insecurity or are you insecure? Are you insecure? And I hope that you um, you will share this because, again, you just never know who is dealing with insecurity. And this book actually caused me to bring that back up in my life. It caused me to look at that again. And so I want to just define insecurity for you so we're all on the same page. I'm going to put my specs on here. But insecurity is a feeling of uncertainty. It's a feeling of uncertainty, um, and to make it even plainer, it's a lack of confidence, a lack of confidence or anxiety about yourself. So are you somebody that is dealing with uncertainty or, or you're dealing with a lack of confidence? No matter how much people tell you, help me Holy Spirit, no matter how much people tell you you're good at this or good at that, or no matter how much people tell you, um, you know, that you're beautiful, that you're pretty, et cetera, et cetera. You don't believe it yourself for whatever reason. And because of that, you have this feeling of uncertainty. You have this lack of confidence or you have an anxiety about yourself. Well, when you look at insecurity, uh, underneath um, insecurity is uncertainty. As we just said, you're unclear about something. You, you're unsure about something. So the question that I asked the last time that I shared this is what are you unclear about? 
What are you um, unsure about? That is a question you have to ask. And this is one of those, you know, sermons and teachings that you're going to have to work through. So you might even need to get a piece of paper because these questions are questions you need to ask yourself. So what are you uncertain about? What is it that you are unclear about? All right. Some of, some of the things you will see in the life of someone who is insecure are the things I'm getting ready to share with you. Just in case you're not sure, you know, if you're insecure, I'm going to just share some things with you. Um, one of the things is fear. You will find fear in the life of a person who is insecure, afraid of trying, afraid of failing, um, afraid, just fear, control sometimes. And it depends on where you fall um, on the spectrum of a mild case or a major case of insecurity. But fear is always at the basis of it. So you will have an issue with fear. Um, you have control issues. And these are some of the things that I shared, um, you know, that really caused some people to think, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that was a part of being insecure. Um, but control issues, you find yourself wanting to control people, control things, control situations, because it somehow makes you feel safe if you believe you are in control. Okay. So therefore you try to control others. Um, also people pleaser. When, when you're dealing with insecurity, you will find yourself wanting to please people all the time. And, and it, it bothers you and nags at you if you think somebody is not pleased with you. So you will do whatever it is that you need to do in order to make them feel pleased. And I'm going to get to the words, but y'all just hold on. I got I to gotta identify, I got to share some things with you so you're on the same page with me before we get to the word, all right? So, so people pleaser, um, consistently frustrated with yourself. You know, you're your own worst critic. You're always frustrated with how you did something or how you didn't do something. You know, for, for somebody else looking at how you did it, it was, you know, near perfection. But to you, because it wasn't perfect um, and because you have this, you know, spirit of perfectionism, you're always frustrated with yourself. Um, jealous of others. Um, when you're in a relationship also, you're jealous of that person. You know, you're always thinking somebody is after that person or that person's after somebody else. So you're always walking in jealousy or you're jealous of other people and jealous of what they have. Um, you want what someone else has, but you're too insecure yourself to go for it yourself. Okay. But you want what they have. You find yourself, um, competition and competition. You know, you're wanting to compete with people. You know, you're always wanting to outdo people, no matter what the cost. You want to outdo. You want to be on the top. Because really, at the end of the day, what, what happens is, is when you're on the top, you get the praise. You know, you get the praise and you, and you get the, you know, the glory. You know, people are, you know, patting you on the back. And so, therefore, that makes you feel good about yourself because of your insecurities. All right? You are an attention seeker. So that goes right along with that. You do things to bring attention to yourself. You do things that will cause people, you know, to look at you. And there's a flip side of this too. Um, but sometimes depending upon where you are, you know, with your insecurity, that is something that you may do. You want attention. Um, you use social media and that is one of those things you do to get attention. You use social media um, to make you feel good about yourself. You post things purposely so that you can get the praise. You post things purposely so you can get the likes. Because again, those likes from other people somehow help you feel good about yourself. 
Um, you're always comparing yourself to others. You're always looking at someone else's life, looking at what somebody else you know, has accomplished. Um, you're always looking at that person's, you know, just different things that they do and you compare yourself and you begin to deduce that you're not that great or you're not that good because you uh, have not achieved what they've achieved or you haven't done it on the level that they have done it. So therefore you begin to compare yourself and then that's when the self-doubt and the frustration comes in and you're wondering whether you measure up, okay? So you're always laying yourself beside somebody else trying to see if you measure up. You're petrified. Now, for some, this might not be, you know, applicable to you. Again, it depends on where you fall on the scale. But you could be petrified of stepping outside of your comfort zone, okay? You know, most of us, you know, are a little nervous about stepping outside of our comfort zone. But for those who are dealing with insecurities on a major scale, um, you pretty are petrified to step outside of your comfort zone because you're afraid of failure. But in some cases, you could be just afraid of success, okay? Because whenever you actually succeed at something, again, for some, you want the attention, but for others, you don't. So I'm telling you, it's, a, it's amazing how the mind works and how this applies to everybody. You're very apologetic, a person who is dealing with insecurities, you're always apologizing. I don't care what it is, you're always apologizing for something. And sometimes it's not even something that needs to be apologized for. You just feel like you need to apologize all the time so that, so, so that no one is upset with you, okay? So that no one is not pleased with you, okay? Um, and you hide behind things. People who have insecurities hide behind things. You may hide behind weight, believe it or not. Um, you may hide behind your weight. You may hide behind your clothes. That was one of the things that I did, you know, um, in my earlier years before I even realized I had an issue with insecurity because I didn't, I couldn't put it in words. I didn't know what it was. Um, but it was an insecurity issue that I had. And so I hid behind my clothes. And what do I mean by that? I, I mean, I hid behind fashion because I, I, I love fashion. I love clothes. I love jewelry. Um, you know, I love to change my hair constantly, as those of you that know me know. Um, and so I hid behind those things because when I hid behind those things, you couldn't see what was going on with me internally. Because the clothing and the hair and the makeup and, you know, because I sew, so I made all of my clothes. So I made things that were unique and I, and I love things that are different, you know, so therefore it caused uh, people to look at those things instead of getting past those things and looking at what was going on underneath those things. Am I talking to anybody? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. Um, and so I hid behind my clothes. Um, some people hide behind being mean. Okay, believe it or not, being mean can, can keep people from you because the purpose of hiding is so nobody can see what's going on with you. So nobody can see that you got some insecurity issues. Okay, so there are different things that you can hide behind. So you got to ask yourself that question this morning. What are you hiding behind? If you're dealing with insecurities and you're dealing with, you know, issues about yourself, what are you hiding behind? What are you hiding behind? Okay, you gotta you gotta answer that question. And if you don't know, ask God to show you. 
Ask him to show you what you are hiding behind, okay? But being mean to others is, is, a, is, a, is a way that a lot of people do it because if I'm mean to you, then quite naturally, you're not going to get to the truth of who I am. You're not going to get to what's going on inside of me because my meanness keeps you away, okay? Um, and, you know, when I say hide behind, you hide behind other people. You hide behind other people. What do I mean by that? Um, you know that you're supposed to be a leader because God keeps telling you that. He, he, keeps, he keeps whispering that to you, that you are a leader. You're a natural born leader. But what you do is you hide behind other leaders and you play the background game. Okay, you play that background game, you stay in the background and you convince yourself that you're okay being in the background, but that's because that is a way of hiding as well. Okay, now some people, granted, that is where God has placed you. You know, you are a helper to your leaders, etc. But some people you've been called to lead, but because you don't want anybody to know your insecurities, you hide behind other people. Okay, am I talking to anybody? Am I talking to anybody this morning? All right. All right. So you also, um, when you're dealing with insecurity, you feel overwhelmed. You're somebody that, that has these overwhelming feelings, um, you know, quite often, you know, different things overwhelm you. You also may find that you're angry, you know, if you're dealing with insecurity issues. And, and a lot of times it's you're angry with yourself. You're angry with yourself because you know, you know, who God has called you to be. You have these, these visions and these dreams and these things you want to walk in, but because of your insecurity, you don't walk in them and you put them on the back burner and you see other people walking in their destiny and doing things that you want to do, doing things that you know you can do, but because you're so insecure, you don't step out and do it. And so your anger is really at yourself. I need, I need to know I'm talking to somebody. I need to know this is for somebody this morning. I need to know this is for somebody this morning. Um, because, you know, when, when, when you walk around and you're angry with yourself, that even creates another issue. That even creates another issue. Self-loathing, all those different things. And it is a trick of the enemy. I'm telling you, I, I got to go through this list. And I'm almost through, but I got to go through this list because... The enemy wants you to think that these have nothing to do with insecurity because as long as you don't admit that it is an insecurity issue, and it could be some other things too, but insecurity is there as well. As long as you don't admit that there's some insecurity issues there, then he can continue to build on it. He can continue to work on your mind in these areas and keep you sitting down and sitting still and not moving forward. And then this time next year, you're still sitting in the same place with the same issues and not moving forward. And the longer you sit there, the harder it is to get up and move. And so I just felt like this morning, God gave me this mission to share it again, because somebody, if you're not in here now, you're going to come in here, um, needs to understand what you're doing dealing with. It is a dangerous cycle that will continue to imprison you if you do not address it. If you do not address it, it will continue to imprison you. So I, I just feel like this is for somebody on here this morning. Um, but when you're dealing with insecurities, you lash out at others. You lash out at others. Okay. Um, you also procrastinate. Man, when, when you are dealing with insecurity, you put stuff off, you put it off, you put it off, and you put it off. You continue to procrastinate. 
And then before you know it, years have passed by and you still procrastinate. Okay. And I'm telling you the reason I know all this to be, the <laughs> reason I know all of this, the reason why I can say these and reel these off like the back of my hand is because I lived it. I lived it. I was always worrying about folk, always thinking about people, always wondering what people were thinking. And I would never, you know, be quick to walk in what I believe God was telling me. You know, I was kind of slow walking into it. And, you know, over the years, I began to really understand what was going on. I began to understand that, that I had insecurities that were underneath that needed to be addressed. I dealt with procrastination. I dealt with perfectionism. And sometimes they try to even, you know, rear their ugly heads again. And because I understand what it is and I understand how the enemy uses it, then I can begin to, you know, to, to, to bring the thoughts into captivity and catch it before it takes me to a place that I used to be. Okay. Um, also criticizing yourself often. We've already said that, but criticizing yourself often. Do you find that you are your worst critic? You criticize yourself. You criticize how you do things. Negative words come out of your mouth in regards to yourself. You say things that you know God would not be pleased with. If you were literally standing in his physical presence and you said those things about yourself, you know he wouldn't be pleased with it because that's not what he says to you. That's not, that's not what he calls you, okay? So you gotta understand, you gotta, of course, um, understand what this is. Um, you comfort yourself. You comfort yourself with food. You comfort yourself with drugs, alcohol, shopping, sex. There are different things that you comfort yourself with whenever you're dealing with insecurities, okay? When you've talked yourself you know, talked about yourself and beating yourself down and, and, and then began to, you know, compare yourself to other people. And then, of course, when you compare yourself to other people, it causes you to be feel, feel overwhelmed. It causes you to begin to feel bad about yourself. But when you get to that place, you comfort yourself with food. You comfort yourself with drugs and alcohol and all these different things. But you got to understand Again, that it is a trick of the enemy. You accuse others who are confident as being arrogant and stuck up and maybe even bossy, okay? Because again, you're not secure in who you are. So you've got to get to a place where you walk in this secure place. And also, I noticed that denial, denial is one of the things that you will see um, in a person who is insecure. Um, and so again, I, I've called out some things and again, you might, you know, have some other things that you um, are experiencing. And if you are, and I didn't call them out, I please put them in the, put them in the comment section. If there's something that you are dealing with, you know that you're dealing with insecurity right now. You know that it's been an issue for you. Um, and I didn't, you know, list maybe one of the things that you have been dealing with and you know that is connected to um, an insecurity, then put it, in the, put it in the comment section. Put it in the comment section for those who will come on later because we're trying to help people. We're trying to help people. So put it in the comment section. So the question that I ask you, the question I need to ask you now that we've gotten all of those different things out of the way that may be connected to insecurity is why? Why are you insecure? 
Why are you insecure? I'm going to ask you one more time. Why are you insecure? What is causing it? What is causing this insecurity inside of you? What was the initial cause? Okay, you, you got to backtrack. You, you got to backtrack and locate the root and you got to address the root because if you don't address the root, then it's going to continue to sit there. It's going to continue to stay there. So you got to ask yourself that question. And that is a question. That is a question. Sometimes you don't even want to go back and look at the root. Sometimes you don't want to address the root because of the pain that you may be experiencing. And you know what? When I ask that question, some of you probably even left. <laughs> some of you probably even left because you're not ready to address it. Some of you may have even tuned it out because you're not ready to address it. But in order to begin to heal, you've got to address it. You got to locate the root. All right. And this is what, this is what I want to just share with you. Um, see when, when you begin to understand and realize the tactics that the enemy is using and, and you can put a name on it, you can, you can, you can give it a name, then you can go in God's word and you can find some weaponry. <laughs> you can find some weapons to attack it. Okay. Um, and there are two scriptures that I want to share with you before I give you some of the scriptures you can use to attack this. When I begin to understand these two scriptures right here, when I begin to understand them and I begin to understand the value in them and the importance in, in, in understanding them, receiving them and walking in them, my life changed, my entire life changed. Um, and that is Romans 12 too. And I teach this to the harvesters all the time. That's the first one, Romans 12 too. And I'm gonna read it to you. And you probably heard me say it on here before, but I'm gonna say it and continue to say it to the day I die because I know now this is part of what God has placed me here to do. And that's to help people walk in their destiny. But before you can walk in your destiny, you gotta understand, you gotta understand some things. And Romans 12 too says, be not conformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind hmm. that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now I'm going to read it in the Living Translation. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Why? It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to see change, if you want to stop walking in insecurity, then you've got to change your mind. You've got to change your mind. It always goes back to the mind. I don't care which way you slice it. I don't care which way you cut it. I don't care which way you dump it on the plate. It always comes back to the mind. It does. So he says, be not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And then you gotta, you gotta pay attention to God's word. And, and, and I've gotten so now, you know, I, I just want straight word. I just want straight scripture. I just want to go to God's scripture, see what he says. I don't want to try to doctor it up. I don't want to try to build a, a sermon around. I just want to hear what he has to say. Just straight scripture, straight word. 
He says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And then you will be able, you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. You want to know what God's will is? You want to know what his will is for your life? His good, pleasing, and perfect will? Renew your mind. Change the way you think. And then if you go to 3 John 1 and 2, he says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. What is in your soul? Your mind. <laughs> your mind, your will, and your emotions. That is what's in there. So if you want to see change, if you want to see transformation, you've got to make sure that you're changing your mind. And you got to stop allowing your insecurities to take you to a place that does not exist. Man, see, the enemy would have you think folk are talking about you. You walk up into a room and it looks like they're whispering. And as soon as you come over, they stop talking and you assume automatically they're talking about you. No, do not allow your insecurities to take you to a place that does not exist because it will if you allow it to. All right. So I'm going to give you some scriptures and then we're going to we're going to get off. But uh, Proverbs 3.26, Proverbs 3.26 says, for the Lord will be your security. You need <laughs> you're insecure. <laughs> well, it says the Lord will be your security. That's Proverbs 3.26. It says, for the Lord will be your confidence. He will be your security and will keep your foot from being caught. Hmm. Man. Man. Mm -mm -mm -mm. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not. I just told you at the basis of insecurity is a fear. So he says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is the promise from God. If you go to Philippians 4.13, we all know this. I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, the enemy would have you think because of your insecurities, you can't do certain things. And he'll continue to tell you, you can't, you can't, you can't. But you've got to pull God's word out. You've got to pull Philippians 4.13, that weapon. And you can say, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what you got to say. That's what you got to speak. That's what you got to put into your atmosphere. You don't need to succumb to what he's saying and begin to agree with it and start beating yourself up and saying you can't. No, you can do all things through Christ. And if I step out and I start doing it and I, and I make a mistake or I hear God wrong or I fall short, you know what? I'm going to pick myself back up and keep it moving because we all fall short. We all have issues. So no, I may not do it perfectly. I might not even do it right the first time, but I'm not going to allow it to cause me to sit down. No, I'm going to get up and try again. I'm going to get up and keep it moving. Okay. So Hebrews 13, 6. So we can confidently say that the Lord is my helper. You want somebody to help you? God says, I'm your helper. 
Just call on me. I'm your helper. Just use me. Just lean on me. He says, the, the, the writer says in Hebrews, I will not fear. Because what can man do to me? What can mere man do to me? Okay. So we've got to understand God's word. Go through his word and pull up all the scriptures that you can find on insecurity or on fear or on anxiety or, you know, on confidence. Go through his word and find those scriptures and you can begin to see your mind change. And as your mind changes, what's around you is going to change. You see, that's one of the things I've learned that when my mind began to change, I begin to see changes around me. If you want to see what's going on in your mind, if you want to see what's going on in your thought life, if you want to see what's coming out of your mouth, then look at what's around you. Look at what's around you. Okay? So we have got to, again, understand that it begins with that mind. That's how he, that's how the enemy began to get you to walk in insecurity. He played on your mind. He began to tell you negative things and then you listen to it and then you begin to tell it to yourself. So that this is this is a challenge that I'm going to that I'm going to ask you to do. Um, and, and I shared this with the harvesters um, beginning today, write down any negative thing you hear come out your mouth. Get you a, get you a tablet that is devoted to just that. And I want you to listen to what comes out of your mouth. I want you to hear the things you say about yourself. And it's a, if it's a negative thought, I want you to write it down, okay? Not so you can ponder on it, not so you can continue to look at it, but I want you to see how often you say negative things. And when you figure out and see how often you're saying those negative things, then you need to find what God's word has to say about it and replace that with what God says. And the only way you're going to stop this is you've got to do what I'm telling you right now. This is the only way that I was able to get past the insecurities that I used to walk in. Okay. If I begin to admit, I begin to write down what I was saying, and then I begin to take God's word to see what God was saying. So let me give you an example. Um, I used to say, you know, that I was ugly. I used to say, I didn't like the way I looked. Um, I, I didn't like my shape. Um, I didn't even really want to look at myself in the mirror if I be real with you, if I keep it real with you. Um, you know, in high school, um, you know, there were just different things that I, I did in order to to, to fit in because I just didn't, you know, I didn't like what I saw. Um, and so one day I was stumbling across scripture. Well, not stumbling because, you know, it, you don't just stumble. You know, there's, there's God has a, a reason uh, for why he does things. And so I was, I was reading Psalm 139. Hmm. Somebody put that in. Somebody put that in the in the um in the comment section because I know there's somebody on here. <laughs> I know there's somebody on here. Somebody's gonna come on here who is dealing with insecurity because you don't think you look that good. You don't think you look that great. Matter of fact, you say a lot of negative words about your body. You say a lot of negative words about how you look. Okay. Am I talking to somebody? You got some negative, you know, self-image issues going on. Am I talking to somebody? I need, I need, I need y'all to let me know what I'm talking to somebody this morning. Cause see, my husband's not here to do, you know, the, the, the scribing and I mean the looking at the things for me, but I, I need to know that I'm talking to somebody this morning. Okay. Um, and that was something I used to say to myself quite often, quite often. And I, Psalm 139. 
Psalm 139 changed my life. That's one of the uh, passages of scripture that changed my life. It made me see myself differently. Because it says in verse 13, Psalm 139, verse 13. I'm going to just suggest you read the whole psalm. But Psalm 139, verse 13. I'm going to start there. Actually, I could go back, but I'm going to start right there. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. God, you did. And you knit me together in my mama's womb. So that lets me know God knew what he was doing. He, he, he knitted me the way I was supposed to be knitted. Okay. He put me together the way I was supposed to be put together and God is omniscient. So that means he knows everything. So when, when I tell God that I don't like my body, I'm telling God he didn't know what he was doing. Okay. So, so he knit me together in my mama's belly. And, and, and the writer says, which is David. He says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. You, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. See, if there was anything that needed to be changed, God would have changed it before I was born or, or God would have fixed it before he even planted me in my mama's womb. Okay. So he says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious, hmm. how precious are your thoughts about me? Oh God, they cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Now he starts talking about other things, but I want you to see that when God formed you in your mama's belly, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was forming. And I shared with the harvesters the other night, and I'm getting ready to close. I shared with the harvesters the other night that I used to complain about how I was shaped. I used to whine about how it looked. I used to whine about so many different things about just, you know, my overall um, image. And God said to me one day, just as plain as day, um, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And he shared with me that he had already designed my husband. He had already designed David. He had already created him and made him and he knew what David liked. He knew what David wanted. And so when he created me, he had David in mind. Mm, Lord have mercy. Cause he knew what he was gonna be looking for. And so, you know what? After that conversation, I was okay with it. I was okay with it, you know? So I just thank God for who he is and how he does things. And I just want to share with somebody on here this morning, you know, that if you have been walking in insecurities, you can get past it. You can. You, you, if you take God's word and allow it to transform your thinking, allow it to speak to you, allow it to um, allow the truth to get into your heart, into your mind, so that you can begin to understand who God says you are. And when you begin to understand who God says you are, um, the insecurities, you'll begin to see them go away. And you're going to look around one day and you're going to realize you're not walking in the same insecurities that you used to. You're going to look around and realize there are things you used to do that you don't do anymore. 
Okay. So I, I'm hoping that this bless somebody on here this morning. I hope that you will share it. Um, and I hope that you will go back and listen to it again. I'm not sure if we lost um, video or not, because I looked at my phone and it looks like it said we lost it for a minute. Um, but just go back and look at it and allow God's word to transform you. Begin to look up scripture. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. If you find some scriptures that speak to you, um, that help you in regards to insecurity, come back and put them in the comment section. Come back and put them in the comment section to help other people who may be dealing with an insecurity as well. Come back in, okay? Um, and so if you're on here today and you don't have a relationship with the Father, if you are not born again, I'm going to tell you right now, that's the first thing you've got to do in order to attack the insecurity that you're walking around here in, the insecurity that's hindering you and keeping you from doing what God says you can do and what you can have. So if you are not born again, just receive Jesus as your Lord. If you believe he came to this earth, he died on the cross, was buried and rose on the third day. The Bible says all you got to do is confess and believe. And when you confess him as your Lord and believe that those things happen, then the Bible says when you leave this side of glory, you will, you will go to heaven. You, you're born again. Okay. So confess him with your mouth. Just simply say, Father, I believe in Jesus Christ. And I receive him as my Lord. And I thank you for placing me in a Bible teaching church where I can begin to renew my mind and see fruit in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, whenever you give your life to Christ, that's not the end of it. That's just the beginning. You got to start renewing your mind. You got to start changing those old negative thoughts that are hindering you and keeping you down and keeping you behind because Jesus died that you might have life and have it more abundantly here right now on earth. Not when you die and go to heaven, not just then, but right now. So Christians are not walking in the right now. They're not walking in the abundance right now because they're not doing part two and that's renewing the mind. You got part one down pat. You've received Jesus as your Lord. You know you're going to heaven, but you're not renewing your mind. And because you're not renewing your mind, that's why the enemy can continue to have you walk around here in insecurities and lack and, and, and not being healed and all the different things that Jesus already paid the price for. So you've got to renew your mind and consistently renew it and be patient with yourself. Okay. And forgive yourself and anybody else that you haven't forgiven. All right. So thank you for joining us this morning. And I, I'm going to ask you to please share, please share. Cause you never know who you will bless. And if you have given your life to Christ this morning, message us, please message us so that we can send you a Bible if necessary, continue to uh, share renewing scriptures with you. Um, or anything that's needed to help you get to um, the place that God would have you to be in your life here on earth. All right. So much love to you. God bless you. And uh, we will see you Wednesday night at Bible app. All right. Much love. That's right. Renew your mind. That's right. <laughs>